Hello, everyone. This is the interview queen, Alicia Tu, and you are listening to Graps and That Podcast. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to walk with Elias? Me! You just made the list. And feel the Well, if you've downloaded and subscribed, you know what time it is. That is right. It is time for the latest episode of The Graps and That Podcast. This time, in this special episode, I sit down and chat one-on-one with a friend who's making his return, slight debut, to Graps and That. I mean... Way before the Graps and That podcast kicked off, I was toying with ideas uh, and we reviewed a few WWE shows. But this time, my friend Ben, at Ben the Villain on the Twitter, that's his Twitter, hand, uh, that's his Twitter handle, at Ben the Villain. You can find him on there. Um, he reached out to me and said, hey man, look, I appreciate what you're doing, but I want to come on. Let's chat again. And I was like, well, yeah, of course. Why not? Like, we're friends. Just 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 ask just talk to me um and we decided that the best thing to do was to chat about a few things you may not know um we may dive into personal things with ben um and how he grew to become who he is today uh with figure collecting with getting over maybe some bullying at school based on being a wrestling fan at he at, you know his age a couple of years ago uh, but most importantly, we are here to discuss WWE Elimination Chamber 2019. It was a monumental pay-per-view on the road to WrestleMania. I really enjoyed it from top to bottom. There was just one, one tiny, tiny little problem I had with it. And we'll break down into that. I'm probably sure you guys know what the slight issue I had uh, with the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view was. But all in all, a great way to continue the road to WrestleMania and building the main event stories there. So myself and my guest at this time, Ben, are going to break down WWE Elimination Chamber. We may discuss WWE merch. We may discuss other merch. We may discuss figure collecting, but we may discuss Ben himself. Just relax, sit back, enjoy the podcast. And don't forget, if you enjoy this episode as you have the past previous episodes, just remember... That rate and review and that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts really, really does go a long way to helping this podcast continue to bring you the biggest and the best and the brightest future in pro wrestling, whether it be friends, whether it be independent wrestlers, whether it be people like the interview queen Alicia Ratu. Just continue to give me the love and I'll continue to bring you the best podcast episodes I physically and possibly can. Like I said, sit back, relax, enjoy. This is my episode with my guest, Ben, the villain, my friend Ben, Figure Club OG, and this is the WWE Elimination Chamber 2019 Review. So, here I am with friend, Figure Club OG, Ben, the villain. Hey Ben, how you doing? You are. I am doing very well, thank you. How about you? Um, I'm super good. It's good to talk. Um, yeah. I know we, we stay in touch a lot anyway. Um, mm-hmm. What people won't know is, I guess we are we are friends. Um, yeah. We met via the Soch on, on the Twitter. Um, should, we, should we just mention how that came about? Obviously, two pretty big-ass WWE fans, yeah. um, figure collectors. Um, but what people may not know or hear because of your voice being so deep, you are 16 years old. Mm-hmm, indeed. And we spoke when you were 14. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, two oh, years ago God. we spoke. Um, I remember it. I remember the, where I was. I remember the day. And I was, yeah, I mean, we just got chatting. You reached out to me. I think you, I think you may have slid into my DMs. Um, as you do, sliding yeah. on in. And you reached out about being a WWE fan, mm. a wrestling fan at your age. But most importantly as well, was, was potentially being a figure collector. Like you, 
you know, you were collecting figures probably up to the age of 12, 11, 12, mm. fell out of love with it, maybe because of things that may have happened in your, your, your personal life. Mm. And then you saw that it was becoming a big thing or it was a big thing, like naturally on the social people, you know, fig life, um, toy spotting, all that was huge, you know, a year, yeah. two years ago. And that's how we met. That's how we got chatting and, and we started a group um, called the Figure Club, which 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 really took off. We met some amazing people in there. Mm -hmm. um, some people along the way got a, a little bit upset with a few people's views and honest opinions on things. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of separated about a year and a half later. Um, but we stayed in touch, as did mm. a couple of others. Uh, the group chat is still open to those who wanted to be a part of it. But Ben, let's let's take it back to, to two years ago when when you reached out to me. I mean, if you can remember any of the data, mm. whatever. But I mean, to my knowledge, you reached out to me. Yeah. I hope you don't mind me saying here live on the podcast that you may have come across a bit of bullying at school because of being a WWE fan at the age of 13, 14 and collecting toys, effectively toys. Mm. So how did that sort of make you feel? And then meeting older fans um uh, older collectors how did that make you feel um well i mean it wasn't it wasn't like um bad bullet like bad bullying like it wasn't well i wouldn't really class it as bullying but it, in other people's eyes it is bullying but it's just that i was probably one of about three people in my school year that watched it watched wrestling enjoyed wrestling um, but I was the only one who had figures. Obviously, the other my other two friends are liked it. They have a couple figures, but like we're talking like jacks, like really old stuff. So, um, so I was like the only one who kind of had the new stuff. But then the two, two, the two of my mates that watched it don't watch it anymore. But they do kind of still, um, they still keep an eye out for results and stuff. And it's always. It's quite nice talking to them about like um, Royal Rumble and stuff because Royal like the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania like the two pay per views that people love to talk about. So mm. yeah, we we just like to talk about that. But then yeah, at school from about year so year seven till probably the end of year eight, I had I was buying loads of figures. Um, I remember the last figure I bought before I started buying more, and that was Elite 29 CM Punk. Um, I got that probably towards the end of year eight, like I said, and then I stopped for about two years maybe, and then it was probably probably towards... Oh, so it was 2017 that I messaged you, wasn't it? And we started everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah it was, yeah. That was probably towards the end of year 10 for me. Um, but yeah, message you. I can't remember what exactly I messaged you, but it was something like the because my Twitter is just wrestling based, it's nothing else. Obviously, I follow loads of like celebrities and people, but it's literally flooded with just wrestling, um, Twitter pages and stuff. So I just what I wanted to make friends. I, I'm not really sure how I found you to be fair. I just I was just following loads of people that, um, came under the wrestling um, topic category or some, whatever, whatever you want to say. Mm. But yeah, and then a while after that, we started uh, making new friends. And I remember we decided one day to make a group. And then the rest is just history. And like you said about us all like um, drifted and that, it is, it is quite sad, but life's life, so... Yeah, some people get upset by, yeah. by little comments a lot easier. Some people take things to heart. Uh, I'm not going to name names on the mm. podcast. Um, if they are listening, it may be you. Um, but there, there was one individual in particular I was, I really got along with. Uh, mm. And then one day that person completely disappeared off yeah. the face of the earth and then suddenly returned, um, mm -hmm. admitting that individual had lost love of the game. But yeah. That individual was the most into what we yeah. were doing at the time. Um, and I just thought it was odd that you can just spend so much money, put so much love into a channel, 
producing videos, um, great videos, yeah. ha- having your own room. I understand that private life can, t- can take over. Uh, but putting all that in to then turn around and say, oh, I've lost the love of it was, yeah, I mean, everyone's got their reasons, but there was, you know, you, you can still speak to us. You don't have to just drop mm-hmm. out and say nothing. Um, so, you know, it, but at the end of the day, those that are still in there mention, you yeah. know, messages go in every so often and, it, and it's great. Um, yeah, so, you know, um, and, and yeah, like you said, the rest is history. Um, wrestling figure collecting is, 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 is great fun. It's expensive. It's frustrating, mm-hmm. uh, especially at the moment with this Pete Dunn figure that I yeah. cannot get my mitts on. And those Toys and Masks competition. And I think it ends on Saturday the 23rd to try and get the final Pete Dunn figure at Toys and Masks. Um, there is something I do want to say live on air, um, yeah, and it is about the Pete Dunn figure because we oh. are talking WWE figures at the moment. It is about the Pete Dunn figure. Um, someone I do follow, C Wrestling UK, who I've spoke to yeah. several times, great guy. I found it very funny and very frustrating at the same time, and my facts might be completely wrong. Um, but as soon as Toys and Mask had Pete Dunn and they announced it would be going on eBay for auction. Simply two days later, C Wrestling had that figure and he was reviewing it. And none of the Pete Dunn figures had finished for auction. And even if they had, they would have been they wouldn't have been delivered in time. How did that person get that figure mm. so quickly? Very frustrating. Yeah. I think it was quite clearly obvious that it, it may have been paid for, but not at a, a high rate. It may have been given. Because C Wrestling does stuff for Toys and Masks, promotes a lot of figures, but actually Toys and Masks tweeted out that it was in the interest of fairness. My facts might be completely wrong, mm. but it just seemed like it wasn't fair. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to be biased. I'm a huge Pete Dunne fan. I've been waiting for this figure more than I have probably yeah. any other figure. Um, and it just at the moment, it's just not going to happen. But there's a lot of figures coming out, mate. There's NXT yeah. Series 3, Ooh, Series 4, I, maybe. I, I really want Alistair Black. Uh, Alistair Black, Ruby yeah. Riot, uh, Drew McIntyre. To my knowledge, Argos won't be getting them. I hope I'm wrong. Um, yeah, based on the fact, too. based on the fact that the new Argos catalog does not state NXT elites mm. this time. Um, so it may be a case of spending money and paying over the odds. If it's 35, 40 quid, then so be it. That is what it is to be a wrestling figure collector in the UK. There are some great elites coming out. Great elites going to be hitting Smiths very soon. The frustrating thing for me was last week. We had yeah. six, 63 and 64, I think, or 64, 65, came out within a week of each other. And there's some top figures in there. Ronda Rousey elite, Samoa Joe elite, the new Reigns with the IC title. There's you know, Eric Young, mm. which I will say oh, was, I want rest, that. was on Wrestling Shop then for £25 Ooh. one day. And the next day... It was up to, to £35. Pounds. Oh, um, right. and, and it jumped in a day by £10, pound, which was shocking. Um, mm. Because if we lived in the States, we'd pick it up for $20. Mm. So I think wrestling figure collecting in the UK is extremely difficult for us um, and a little bit gutting. Have you picked up any new figures as we're on the subject? Have you picked up any new WWE merchandise or figures that we and my listeners need to know about? Um, right, so... I I work at Home Bargains. I think you know that, don't you? I do. I do yeah. know that. Right, and we've had in some vinyl. They're called. They're from Funko. They're vinyl figures, but they're really small. They're not the pint size ones, but they're they're a bit taller. But I don't really know what exactly they're called. But they're they're some sort of vinyl figure thing. And it's a mystery. It's a mystery one. So you're gonna get some duplicates eventually. Um, and I bought some a while ago, um, and I got Randy Orton and Gold Dust. And then the other day, I bought three more. The first one I opened, I got Bret Hart. The second one I opened, I got Bret Hart. And the third one I opened was Gold Dust. So weird. Um, Very difficult. Very difficult yeah. mystery figures. Yeah. yeah. But then, other than that, I've got Sting Retro. I've got Kane Retro. I've got a Seth Rollins Retro because they were four pound in Entertainer. So you can't argue with that. Um, and then I've got Defining Moments Chris Jericho, which I really, really like. Not take out of the box. Where from? Um, Amazon for about £16. 16 pounds. Yeah, good price. I, I actually took mine out of the box. Um, but yeah, great figure. Really yeah. great figure. I, 
the thing with me, I'm not going to take any of my defining moments out of the box because I just think the box is too nice. Well, the line is finished. They finished the line. Are they actually? On, on, yeah, on defining moments. Um, oh my it, God. It, no it, it's way. finished. So the last defining moments was, was it the Jericho? Ooh. It may have been that Jericho. Um, so yeah, yeah go ahead. I mean, I've got an ultimate warrior defining moments that I haven't taken out of yeah. the box. But my Jericho, for me, just went on my Attitude Era shelf. So yeah. um, I, ha- I have to do that. So, mm. But yeah, no, it, it sounds like you've, you, you're having a great time. T-shirts, WrestleCrate. Are you a part of WrestleCrate every oh, month? Or is it as and when? No, not every month for me. I haven't had it in quite a while. But this month, this month, um, Mar- not this month, March. I think it's March is WrestleCrate. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's March's. Um, that's tempting me with the Edge, the Edge autograph. It's an edge edge signed picture, yeah. which you know, which is going to be great. And plus, they usually when they do that, they add in two T-shirts if it's um, if they're selling mm. a signed print. Usually, something like that in the in the heavy crate, it could be two T-shirts. I recently got the Will Osprey T-shirt and the Eric nice. Bischoff T-shirt, which was a great wrestle crate because it also came with a Doug Williams signed print as well. Nice. Um, I've I've got two out of the last three crates. I think I won't be getting. Um, the one that's due this week, I think, is yeah. going to be delivered to those this week, which was the Jordan Grace one. I think I'm going to also skip the one that you've just mentioned, um, just for the fact that there's so many figures coming out. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm taking that money from WrestleCrate and putting it into potentially a couple of elites, certainly the Elite 64 Seth with Defy trousers, um, which I think is a great figure, and potentially that Samoa Joe I've mentioned, and maybe even that Ronda Rousey Elite with the signing, um, it's, it's just an iconic moment for me. Yeah. And it's a great face scan of, of Ronda. And I don't think she's going to be around forever. So that Ronda um, and maybe that other Ronda that, that's due out maybe in six, seven months' time. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, it is it is up on Wrestling Shop now. Uh, the images are available to see. It's a great-looking figure. Um, ben, so we've talked about the past. We've talked mm. about how we met. Uh, we talked about merch, few T-shirts, WrestleCrate, figures that are coming out. And so on. What we haven't mentioned is that recently we went and saw the man that Gravity forgot, Pat, mm, live yeah. at RevPro in Portsmouth Guildhall. Mm-hmm. We said we'd cover the show. Um, wasn't easy timing. Um, November time, wasn't it, uh, for that show? I think yeah. in October, uh, November, it wasn't easy. 22nd. Um, to, to do that, it's not always easy to do a live recording at a show yeah. like that. Um, but also time, filling in time. So let's just mention... Just, just quickly, we, we met Pat. We paid. We queued together. Yeah. Um, you had your WWE, your WWE Neville Elite yeah. signed. Uh, I just mm-hmm. got a photo with Pat and a signed autograph with Pat. But great guy. Um, yeah. But that match with Speedball Mike Bailey was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well oh, worth, well yeah. worth a fourteen quid was... entry entry fee. Yeah, it's good. It's a good price as well. I mean, you can't go wrong with paying. Yeah, like fourteen quid just to for a decent seat as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, you knew what you were doing. I'd never been to the Guild yeah. for Rev Pro. I basically yeah. went in with you, and we were like, it's just you you and Ray who came, your yeah. friend Ray, and the three of us just were like, well, we had great seats. We had yeah. great seats. A uh, question for you. Have you seen Osprey versus Pack from Rev Pro High Stakes? No, I haven't yet. I've... It is available to watch. It is, is available it? to watch on Rev Pro On Demand. Now, if you don't have that, I did find a YouTube link for the match. Minus entrances is just 33 minute long. Um, not great quality, but you got to see it if you're not a subscriber. Yeah. Uh, I subscribe to a few things. I haven't subscribed to Rev Pro because when it comes to WWE and Progress and New Japan, the money adds up. Um, so I'm keeping Rev Pro away from that at the moment. But it's a great match. So go and check that out um, whenever you can. But certainly, eyes and ears wide open for a Portsmouth Guildhall show. I'm sure they'll do another one very, very soon. I think they do two a year. Mm. They, they, uh, do, they do more than two a year, usually. Well, last year they done one. They, well, usually they aim to do what every, like, half term for, like, schools and colleges and stuff. So last year it was February half term, which they're not doing one this year, unfortunately. Um, February half term in May, May half term. The summer and October half term. That's yeah, when they usually okay. do them. But well, yeah, last year was great. 
this year. It's going to be about. Yeah, I think I think this year's going to be great. With Pack, is definitely on the scene, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am attending Fight Club Pro soon. Gosh. Pack is a part of that um, as well. Um, a few other teams have been announced. LAX, the Lucha Brothers for the Dream Tag Team Invitational. So very very excited for Fight Club Pro in April, actually. So Ben. We've discussed the history, we've discussed RevPro, we've discussed figures, we've discussed merchandise. Let's mm-hmm. get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's talk WWE Elimination Chamber 2019, which aired last night on the WWE Network live. Um, great pay-per-view. I know you didn't stay up live. Mm. I did. Uh, it was great. I loved it from top to bottom. Um, let's just start. Just a real quick mention. Did you watch the kickoff show? No, I did not. So you've not seen the pre-show match, uh, the singles match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Buddy Murphy, the champion, defeated and retained against Akira Tozawa, which was amazing. 13-minute match. It was fantastic. 205 Live, the Cruiserweight Championship, should be on the main card of pay-per-views moving forward. Mm. You know, there were seven matches in total last night, six on the main card and one on the pre-show. The Cruiserweight Championship with Buddy Murphy at the helm must be on the main card moving forward. Listeners, if you agree with me, send in your tweets, slide in my DMs. Let's have an open discussion about 205 Live. Do you watch it? Do you not watch it? Why? Give me the, give me the pros and cons of the 205 Live, the Cruiserweight division. But Buddy Murphy, man, is killing it as Cruiserweight champion. This dude needs to be showcased more on the main roster. Mm. Not enough people are seeing Buddy Murphy. Um, Right, so let's just get on to the main card then, uh, Ben. A tag Team Elimination Chamber match for the inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. I love how they've used the word inaugural instead of first ever because there were women's tag team champions many years ago. So they've gone with inaugural. They're just rewording it slightly. Same meaning, but hey-ho. They couldn't, for history purposes, put the words first ever. So you've seen the results, and listeners... Close your ears. If you're listening, you know it's an Elimination Chamber 2019 review. So hopefully you've seen the pay-per-view before you watch the show. So spoiler alert is in effect as of now for the main card matches. But we crowned tag team champions in 33 minutes. The Boss and Hug Connection have smashed it. Bailey and Sasha Banks are the women's tag team champions. What did you think of this match? Uh, offering it, it was good. Um... It, it was very good, in my opinion. A um, couple spots as well, you know, where I think it was Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan jumped off the um, top, top of a pod on onto some of the others. I'm not sure who who, who the others was. And then also the double Samoan drop by um, Tamina and Nia Jax onto the Iconics to eliminate them. I reckon that was good. Um, I think it was the right decision to have Daly and Sasha win. In my like, I was thinking the other day. I I didn't care who won because they're all credible. Well, I mean, Carmella and Naomi are, were kind of just chucked together just to make up six teams. I think, but yeah, I, it was good. Good result. Um, I would have. I, in my opinion, I would have wanted um, Right Squad to win because. They've been. To, I think. I think they've been together longest, haven't they? Um, I think. They, I think they. They probably have. Um, pretty sh- uh, and apart yeah, from maybe the iconics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but um, obviously they were. You know, if you count the NXT days, it's probably the iconics. But the right squad, yes, came up before the iconics were called up. Um, but yeah, it was a. I thought it was a. I think it was the right decision to open the show. Uh, with this, um, creating history, having that that moment to open the show, especially with the Boston Hug connection, Bailey and Sasha Banks becoming champions. I agree with your your take on Carmella and Naomi. I think it was chucked together. Uh, obviously, Naomi tagged with Oscar previously, Oscar women's champion, not on the card, which was interesting um, from the pay per view. Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. I think these these guys are great. I think they mm. are a fantastic pairing. I think they both look the part, matching outfits. Uh, I never thought they would win the match, but the longer the match went on, and, you know, obviously they started the match with uh, Bailey and Bax, they finished the match as well. I just I just had this feeling towards the end that they might win this. And then maybe at WrestleMania, Bailey and Sasha Banks will have their moment. But yeah. WWE decided to pull the trigger at Elimination Chamber and crown Bailey and Banks as the, the inaugural women's champions. And I think it was the right decision. It goes down in history. And again, if we look at the fact that 
Um, Becky Lynch was the first ever um, SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, Charlotte Charlotte Flair was the first ever Women's Champion, Ooh. if you remember rightly. Yeah. And now Bailey and Banks, first well inaugural tag team champions. That's the four horsewomen uh, making well making a statement. Um, no pun intended there by you know if it's Ash Banks, but I think it was a great way to open. Uh, I'm really interested to to maybe watch Monday Night Raw uh, tonight to see who will step up first and challenge. I do think Mandy and Sonya have a great shout, but I'm all I'm also really interested to know how they're going to work this when the yeah. champions are on Raw. Are they going to are they going to be on SmackDown? Uh, obviously, it's, it's going to be a lot of traveling for, for, for those. Um, but but how's that going to work? I mean, where's the first challenger going to come from? Are we going to have to have a Raw versus SmackDown number one contenders match somewhere for, down the line? How is it going to be done? Uh, and I think it's it's good questions to have. Uh, it keeps the, the program in fresh. It doesn't it doesn't go stale. We need to know who the number one contenders are going to be, how it's going to work. So I'm really intrigued for Raw and for SmackDown this week because a it is after a pay per view. Uh, but B, obviously, we've got history making on the Elimination Chamber. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Out of five stars, I'd probably give it a 3.5. I think the spots were great. Nia Jax going through the, uh, the Perspex uh, was great. Like you said, the double smell and drop. And uh, the Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan jumping. And I think it was down on, Boston, uh, on Banks and Bailey on that spot that you mentioned. So I'm going to go for uh, three and a half out of five. What are you going to give it for that? Mm, I'll probably have to probably have to agree with you there it wasn't it wasn't bad obviously it wasn't bad but obviously only a few matches can get five stars so absolutely i think i think it's a, it's a solid uh solid rating for that yeah absolutely absolutely so next up was a wwe smackdown tag team championship match the usos challenging the miz and shane mcmahon but miz um it started with the Miz announcing that he and Maurice are expecting another baby. Congratulations to those guys. Um, it's all fitting in nicely, this Miz and Shane storyline. I know a lot of people aren't really invested in it, but I'm liking what the Miz is doing here. He's, you know, he's opening up. He's getting his family right. His family, his home life is all going so well. And now... He's not a tag team champion anymore. And we saw the apologies, the apologetic the uh, Miz on Shane. They walked out together. We had that backstage segment later on when Shane said, look, go home. I'll see you Tuesday. Obviously, the Usos are new tag team champions, which is great, considering mm-hmm. that one of them, I think it was, yeah. I think it was Jay, got arrested only a few mm-hmm. days ago. I mean, that's great. The WWE, whatever's gone on there, behind the scenes, backstage, whatever goes on there is not... It's got nothing to do with me. It's got nothing to do with anyone else. It's got everything to do with the Usos and WWE management and booking. The Usos are tag team champions. This is great going into WrestleMania. Let's hope they get another spot on the main card, have another great tag team championship match or defense of the titles at WrestleMania. But Miz and Shane are looking like they are on a collision course for WrestleMania. Um, What did you think of this match and how excited are you for a Miz and Shane match at WrestleMania? Um, it was it was a good match. It was one of the, it was probably one of the matches I watched for the longest because obviously I didn't I haven't really had time to watch the whole pay per view from start to finish. Um, but I, I liked it how when Shane um, done the elbow drop to I'm not sure what I'm pretty sure pretty sure it was Jay. He done the uh, elbow drop from the turnbuckles to the um, announce table, and it's just surprising how he can still do that and just like without hesitation. And with Shane, he has the same. What's the word I'm looking for? He has the same like. Um, oh, he has the same look when whenever he does a aerial move. He just has the same look to him, which mm. is quite, it's quite, quite nice to see because um, for his age as well. Because what he's probably he's got to be like what fifty now. He's Some, forty nine. Like, yeah, close. He's forty nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So he's pretty, he's getting close to a very very old age to be a wrestler. Well, not a wrestler, but to be doing maneuvers yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, he he went coast to coast. He tried a second coast to coast, got super kicked, and then he did that spot from the the, the, the top rope to yeah. through the announce table. It was great, uh, but I think the storytelling from Miz and Shane was fantastic. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a good match. I I, I was. Look, nothing against the Miz and Shane. I'm a massive Usos fan. Mm. So I was a little bit apprehensive going into the match thinking it's going to be a standard tag team championship retaining match. 
But I was, I was, I, I, something, you know, I absolutely loved the fact that the Usos walked out with the titles. And it opens up another path and direction for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And it leaves the Miz and Shane to sort their differences. So we've got yet another story that's going in another direction, going into SmackDown this week. And we're, what, 49, 48 days away from WrestleMania? Yeah. It's going to come around quickly. And we do know that WWE, especially for WrestleMania, like to announce the majority of the card sooner rather than later for WrestleMania. Um, so I think with about 20 days to go during WrestleMania, we're going to know everything. So we're going to have like, you know, two, three weeks and we're going to know the whole card. So expect it to really start taking shape now uh, through Fastlane and probably the Monday, Tuesday after Fastlane. We may know the full card for WrestleMania. Mm. Um, who would you like to see the Usos potentially if they, if they get to WrestleMania now? Ooh, who would yeah. you like to see the Usos defend the tag titles against? Mm. Right, so for me, it's got to be Gallows and Anderson. I, I've i loved them ever since they joined. Obviously, I did, before they joined, before they um, debuted in WWE, I wasn't, I didn't really know who Carl Anderson was because I didn't watch much New Japan back then, if well, if any. Um, but ever since they started joining uh, Styles and forming the club, I just... I just love them, and I think they they they're kind of like the revival, just on a bit of a lesser scale. They haven't really been given um, opportunities. Obviously, they've been raw tag raw tag champions, um, but yeah, I think if if anyone, it should be Gallows and Anderson. If not, Sanity. But I don't really think Sanity are going to get a opportunity because they need to be on TV, really, don't they? <laughs> Uh, you need to be on TV to get a chance. Uh, yeah. Anderson and Gallows are fortunately not really on TV either. Mm. Uh, um, I just wonder, uh, and I'm just going to put it out there, I'd love, I really would love to see the Andos, uh, Andos, the Anderson and Gallows tag against the Usos. I mean, if Andos, Anderson and Gallows have really got their head switched on, either mm. they'll leave and go AEW, or they'll do exactly what apparently other teams and people around them have done and said, look, if you don't give us a chance, if you don't give us... TV time and championship matches that will go. We'll, that, mm. you know, someone will come in with an offer and we'll go. We'll go back to New Japan and we'll go and join the Bullet Club and we'll go and tear it apart again um, if you don't give us this chance. But I'm going to just chuck some out there for you. I've got this feeling that that Andrade, I can't call him Cien Almas anymore, Andrade and Rey Mysterio will eventually put their differences to one side. And maybe, maybe face the Usos at WrestleMania for the tag titles in what would be crazy, a crazy match for yeah. the tag titles. Um, I just, I just, just something come over me just thinking Andrade and Ray. Obviously, they've been yeah. on TV now for two weeks since Andrade attacked Ray. We get the backstage videos from Zelina and, Al- and Andrade. Uh, we haven't, like I said, we haven't seen Ray since. Uh, I just wonder if they have a blow off match at Fastlane. Um, I don't know. How, what they might do, it might go to a draw, a bit like Sheamus and Cesaro yeah. when they beat the crap out of each other, like best of five series. Um, maybe like that, chuck them together, tag team. Um, but I think SmackDown are already doing that with Rusev and Nakamura as well. So um, I don't think they do it with two. So it was just putting it out there. Uh, but at the moment, I really don't know who the Usos are going to th- face at WrestleMania, yeah. which is great because it just keeps me, keeps me searching um, for Raw and SmackDown every week. Just following the storylines. Um, so up next, we have the handicap match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Look, I did not expect. I did not expect a title change here. I didn't expect a title change for the WWE SmackDown Tag Titles, let alone expect a title change here. Lashley, Bobby Lashley, the champion, and, well, man of the hour, Leo Rush, defending in a handicap match against Finn Balor. I mean... The extraordinary man who can do extraordinary things, Finn Balor, had a great match at the Royal Rumble last month against Brock Lesnar. He's had an okay match here against Bobby Lashley, but leaves as the Intercontinental Champion because Leo Rush got a little bit cocky, saying he could get the job done. Lashley showing, well, frustration at the end of uh, at the end of that match, throwing Leo Rush in the air uh, after the match had finished, obviously, and Balor had left with the IC title, but. I mean, for the whole Balor club, I'm a, I'm a massive fan. I know you're a fan. Finn Balor is, is in a continental champion now, and hopefully he'll hold it for a while. Hopefully we'll get uh, Finn Balor open in a continental championship matches on Raw. Um, 
What did you think of this match? It ran nine minutes, 30 seconds. When you put it in nine minutes, 30 seconds, when you say that, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound uh, long for a Finn Balor match, does it? Um, but it was good. I liked it. Um, like you said, I did not expect a title change. Like I did not. I just thought it, it was just going to be a norm, like normal. Um, and then I thought Lashley was just going to destroy. But it was not the case whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I like I liked how um, towards the end the the final sequence when. Um, Balor chucked them both outside and then done the, the little dive thing and then straight away gets up and chucks um, Leo in the ring and then gives him the... Uh, what's, what's his move called? Uh, coup the de gras. Dub, Yeah, the coup yeah. de gras and um, the running knees and running running dro- drop kick. I do, I'm losing my words today. <laughs> but yeah, the running drop kick and then the coup de gras and then, yeah. It was, it was smart. I what's like... That? I just like how Balor can um, show signs of um, needing to win and signs of urgency. He did it, he did it against Lesnar, um, just signs of urgency, trying to rush things along. Uh, and it worked well against Lesnar. I didn't get the job done, but it worked even better here, getting the job done against Leo Rush, um, pinning him, and Lashley, Lashley was out of, out of the picture at the time. So, yeah, a fantastic match. I, th- I thought it was okay. Uh, if I had to grade it, I'd, I'd grade it a three, um, yeah. but 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 only a three out of um, out of, out of five. Um, I think there's more to it. I'd rather see Balor and Lashley, uh, I think, face each other one on one, maybe at fast lane. Balor get the job done again and move on. Uh, but I do feel that Lashley may have moved on already pretty quickly because, and we'll get to it uh, very very soon. But I do feel that that. That, that Lashley may now be forgetting about the IC title and moving on to to something new, uh, which is fine. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. But but Balor leaves the Elimination Chamber as the Intercontinental Champion, and look, I cannot complain in the slightest about that. It was really enjoyable. Uh, my Balor figure has already got the IC title around his waist hmm. uh, on my figure shelf. I did that before the match. Um, I, I jinxed it last time uh, when he faced Lesnar. I did it. Uh, but but this time, uh, I certainly didn't jinx it. Balor is the Intercontinental Champion, and it was awesome. Um, let's get let's get down now to Ronda Rousey against Ruby Riot for the for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, this was the sour point for me of the pay per view. Mm. Uh, one minute forty, and probably one minute fifteen seconds was, mm. was Ruby was Ruby getting in and out of the ring. Um, Ronda Rousey debuting a new look. Not debuting, she'll go back to a normal look, but obviously Mortal Kombat. Uh, Sonya Blade look, I thought it looked fantastic. She looked mean AF, uh, which was great. Ronda is mean anyway, but dressed as Sonya Blade, you would not mess with that woman. Um, Ronda obviously retaining, I think it was always going to happen. Um, I think, obviously, with what's going to happen at WrestleMania, which if we're WWE fans, we know. Uh, but Ronda Rousey, not not going to lose the championship here, but but actually just winning in one minute 40, squashing Ruby Riot, peed me off a little bit. Mm. Ruby is better than that. Yeah. Was Ruby happy with that booking? Who knows? She got a championship match on a pay-per-view. Does she go out the back and think, oh, I did really good. She didn't do anything. Um, she got put in an armbar and she tapped out pretty quickly. It's a shame. Uh, Ruby will come again. Her time will come again. But at the moment, the Riot Squad will now have to take a bit of a back seat because they're not going to be seen as threats to anyone. They're going to have to be rebuilt slowly. Ruby may have to come away from the Riot Squad. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but 1 minute 40 left a bit of a sour note for me. What did you think? Um, yeah, like you said, was she happy? Because if that was me, I, I would not be happy. Obviously... You kind of have to be happy because you're you're there, really. You're getting you're getting a, a title shot on pro, on on a big pay per view. Um, obviously, it's not one of the main four, but it's it's a big pay per view. Um, so yeah, but her time will come again, like you said, and she does deserve better. Um, whether that is with Riot Squad or not, I don't know. I reckon they should stay together. Um, and then one day 
one day Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan will be tag champions and then Ruby Riot will be either Raw or SmackDown uh, women's champion. Mm. But yeah, I'm not well, sure right. when Ronda will leave because I've been hearing a lot of that. So, there is there is rumours, mm. uh, but rumours, as we know, are rumours. Yeah. Um, we can never believe until we see, and we must always remember that, and especially in the world of WWE. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so, we, yeah. Uh, look, time will tell, especially when it comes to WrestleMania, if she finally drops the title and loses that undefeated streak. But I know that Cyborg is interested in having a match with Rousey at WrestleMania, at, at WWE. Um, so we'll see. Will that keep Rousey around for longer? I know she wants to start a family. So only time will tell. Um, so that was the only sour note for me. But a positive came straight after with Becky Lynch attacking Charlotte and attacking Rousey with a stretch, uh, with, the, with the crutches. It was a great attack. She busted Rousey in the side of the head. Blood was, was clearly visible in Rousey's head. Um, just a real great segment to end a bit of a sour note. But the fact that this match, look, it's being advertised now as Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah. It will be a triple threat. Mm-hmm. If anyone out there thinks that Becky Lynch really is not in this, this match, then you need to have a good hard look at yourself. Becky Lynch is in the main event of WrestleMania, and she'll probably walk out of WrestleMania as champion. This is, this is how you build a WrestleMania main event. You have your main event stars on television week in and week out. You have them interact even when they're not booked for pay-per-views. It's it's amazing. It's great. Everything is fresh. The Becky Lynch storyline is, is clearly obvious, but I don't give a monkeys. She's on TV. She's on pay-per-view. The story, it's, it's fantastic. Charlotte Flair looks the part. She is a badass. She's a great wrestler. Becky Lynch is the man. This is how you book a WrestleMania main event, and I cannot wait for women to steal the show in 48 days at WrestleMania. Did you agree with what I'm saying? Did you enjoy the Becky Lynch segment? Yeah, um... It was good. Obviously, I saw the picture on Instagram of um, Ronda Rousey, and I did see the blood on her face. So I was like, "Whoa!" Because I, I literally woke up and then I was just looking on Instagram quickly, and I saw that picture. I was like, "Whoa! What happened?" And then obviously, I saw it when I watched. Um, but yeah, it, like you said as well, um, I'm just agreeing with everything you say because you're just correct. Um, <laughs> but yeah, with the main event, you need to have them every week. You need them every week. You need. You don't even need them. You need them everywhere, like they did in the live event um, the other day with Charlotte and Becky. You need that. You need that every single, every single show, every single TV show, every single pay per view, and even more magazines. Even if they want to beef on magazines, just let them. It's just, it's just stuff like that. And then, yeah, I'm. I'm not obviously. You know. I think you know this, but I'm not. A huge women's wrestling fan. I'm not huge. I'm not a huge women's wrestling fan, but I like it. it, it it's interesting now. It's more interesting now than it was a few years back. That, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, I, I, I'll put this to you, um, and, and I probably can understand where you're coming from. Neither was I um, during. Uh, well, let, let's just say I started watching WWE in 1999. Hmm. What was what was women's wrestling then? I mean, yeah. <laughs> look, you know, no disrespect to those women who competed back then. There was no storylines. There was, it was not great. They were not booked correctly. But the women's revolution is is a hundred percent true, um, and it's fantastic. It is a women's division now, not a divas division. So when did you know? A couple of years ago, before uh, I guess, look, SummerSlam twenty sixteen was it then that the four horse women got brought up? It was around that period of time. Two thousand fifteen. Was it? Oh my yeah. god! So that that for me is when the women's wrestling completely changed. Yeah. I mean, I was invested in it. Was I sure uh, when I heard rumors this time last year that? Well, sorry, a bit later than this time last year, that Rousey would come in a main event WrestleMania next year. So you know, two months away. Mm-hmm. I I heard that and I thought no. I mean no. I, I've not grown to watch WWE to have a a main event over a women's championship which is so harsh and so bang out of order of me because actually the women are killing it. The women's storylines kill it. Uh, They opened the show here at the Elimination Chamber. They had an amazing rumble last month. They had Oscar Becky Lynch open the rumble pay-per-view last month. It was was amazing. They've had first-evers. They've done everything. And you know what? 
I cannot wait for the women to main event WrestleMania because they fully 100% deserve to do that. But like you said, I was never invested in it until three, four years ago. Uh, and that is thanks to the likes of Paige, Banks, Bailey, Nia Jax. I mean, NXT was big for me. The NXT women's storylines and to follow those women to come up to the main roster. And it's, and it's because of NXT that the women's, women's wrestling um, is, is as good as it is. As, Good at it as it is today. I keep getting my words mixed up, but it's because I'm so excited because Elimination Chamber was so freaking awesome last night. Um, so look, look, we've got two more matches to get through, Ben. Um, Baron Corbin defeated Braun Strowman. Who saw that coming in in the ODQ match? Mm. Um, hands up, I did. I called it. Um, Corbin was never going to lose that match. Strowman, what are they doing with Strowman? No, no, no idea. Like, Strowman is probably going to face Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. What, one-on-one? What are they going to do? Or is Strowman going to have to go and find two buddies and they're going to have a six-man tag match at WrestleMania? You can find um, two more 10-year-olds. Ni- uh, exactly. Two more <laughs> necklaces. Yeah. What are they going to do with, with Strowman at WrestleMania? Do you care? I mean, I cared so much yeah. about Strowman mm-hmm. a year ago. At Great Balls of Fire a year and a half ago. He's completely gone off the radar now. The Strowman thing is getting a bit boring. They didn't pull the trigger with him. But I love Baron Corbin. I love what he does. I mean, who throws a waistcoat? I'll tell you who throws a waistcoat. A badass Baron Corbin throws a damn waistcoat and wins a match with a spot we haven't seen in ages. A powerbomb through two tables, a double stacked two tables. I loved it. It took me back to the Attitude Era. I loved the way the match went down. I loved that Drew and Lashley back together. Yeah, the Lashley thing, losing the IC title, coming out, maybe, you know, releasing a few frustrations after losing earlier the night. But believable for me, I would like to maybe see at WrestleMania Strowman run the gauntlet against the three of them, with Drew being the man he beats. So opening against Corbin, beating Corbin, beating Lashley, and then Drew being the man to beat him at WrestleMania. It still protects Strowman because he's had two pinfalls, Mm. but actually Drew stands tall at the end of it. That faction can then slowly disappear. Drew could then maybe feud with Lashley. Little things can branch on from there. I don't think anything huge is going to happen with Baron Corbin soon. Um, although he is great, by the way. But he gets a lot of hate uh, for that general manager role. But I loved what he did. Uh, his hair's great. He dresses well. He wrestles, he wrestles in trousers and a shirt and sometimes a waistcoat. Like, I can't even bend down when I wear that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Um, but honestly, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, look, I'm excited to see where it goes. However, I'm not that invested in Strowman at the moment. Mm. But if they're going to ask Strowman at WrestleMania to run the gauntlet, um, so be it. But if that's going to be the outcome, I don't mind. If they ask him to find two buddies, who would those two buddies be? Would it be a returning Bray Wyatt, maybe? Would it still be a handicap match? I don't know. But the good thing about it is the fact that I don't know. And I don't think you know. And I don't think other people know. Which means we are invested to see what happens this week on Raw. What happens next week on Raw. And the road to Fastlane. I think WWE programming gets slated a lot. But actually, we've got so many stories that we can be so invested in at the moment. I've spoken so much there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you can just take the floor. I mean, tell me what you thought about the Corbin win over Strowman and, and where you think they may go with this. I, Unlike you, I didn't see it coming. Um, and I didn't really see what happened at the end coming either. Um, but it was good. I liked it. Like you said, it take, takes you back to... Um, the good, the good old days, the, the attitude era with the two, the double table spot. Um, that's the sort of stuff that I liked when I was growing up. Because when I first started watching it, wrestling, it wasn't the current product. So it was probably around 2008 that I started, and I wasn't watching 2008. Um, 2008 WWE. I was watching like late 90s, early thousands WWE. So yeah, um, that that took me back a few years but yeah um like you said with Strowman I, I don't know <laughs> I just don't know what they're gonna do um I like your idea I think it'll be good um especially with uh McIntyre at the end to beat him because I'm a huge fan of McIntyre um but yeah I was kind of hoping for something bigger for McIntyre at WrestleMania but Rollins can have that um but yeah Strowman, I just don't know. Just a, a huge question mark. Um, but yeah, because this, this time last year, I was like, Strowman 
Strowman's going to be like universal champ this year, but obviously not. <laughs> never happened. It yeah, never happened. And he tagged with Nicholas. Um, but even that left us wondering last WrestleMania, who's he going to get as a tag partner? Who's he going to bring in? Is yeah. it going to be this person? Will it be that? You know, will it will it be that person? Is it going to be someone that returns? Is it a debut? It was a ten-year-old kid, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, you look, look, it was great. Look, whatever, it was great for whoever the, the, the kid was. I think he was a child of one of the referees. Great yeah, moment John, to hear. John Cone. Is it? Was it John Cone's kid? Um, yeah. uh, look, great for Nicholas. Um, not really great for the viewers potentially. And there's no disrespect to John or your, your child Nicholas. There's no disrespect at all meant by me there. But the fact that WWE had advertised for weeks that Strowman was going to bring a partner in. Like, honestly, who would not want to tag with Strowman? You're almost guaranteed to win, right? Mm-hmm. So he could have found someone. Um, but to go into the crowd at WrestleMania and pull out a kid, especially when the pay-per-view had been on for four hours. Yeah. And it was getting a little bit tiring, especially for UK viewers staying up from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., you know, it's probably around the half. Yeah, I did. I did month. that. That was horrendous. It is tough. It is yeah. tough, especially when it's NXT the night before. This year, slightly different. NXT will come on the Friday night, Hall of Fame on the Saturday, and WrestleMania on the Sunday. So we can have the Saturday night, unless you want to watch the Hall of Fame, of course. But you can have the Saturday night to recharge your batteries before the big one um, come April seventh, which is going to be pretty big. Um, so yeah, so look, we've we've discussed that. I mean, look, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go out there on a limb here. I'm gonna give that match three point five. Mm. Um, out of five again uh, I love the table spot I love the fact that Corbin went straight for the kendo stick early on the match went 10 minutes 50 seconds it did what it had to do it continues the rivalry continues the storyline I love the fact that the three of them stood on the steel steps at the end with uh, Strowman's fallen body uh, I, thought, I thought it was great I uh, really enjoyed it so yeah 3.5 from me what about you? I'm going to have to agree with you there cool yeah, we like an good. agreement yeah we like, we like yeah, an agreement. We like I love agreement. a debate. I love a debate, but I love an agreement because it's so much easier sometimes. Um, right, main event time. WWE Championship. The right decision for me was to have the WWE Championship main event for the first time since when? And there is a question mark for anyone listening. Tweet me. I haven't done the research. I haven't looked back. When was the last time the WWE Championship main evented a pay-per-view? There's a question for you. Yeah. Just just go back over your records and have a look. It may not be as long ago as I as I feel, um, but but just go back over your records um, and, and tweet me at Graps and that. Tell me what you think. Um, so yeah, but the obvious for me happened here, mm. and I called it. Um, I didn't call the finish. The finish was great, by the way. This is one of the the best chamber matches I've seen in a while, and I'm I'm looking forward to rewatching it. Uh, in the next couple of evenings, uh, which I will because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Kofi Kingston, you legend. You were awesome. Um, Samoa Joe was the only sour note for me being the first elimination, but I get it. I appreciate it. Uh, Randy Orton doing Orton things. The RKO on Styles was great. Jeff Hardy was an odd one for me. I think he lasted three minutes, if that. Um, I could, You know, Jeff Hardy came in. I don't know, he, he probably lasted three minutes, four minutes tops. Uh, he came in to do that swanton spot off the top of the pod, which was awesome. And if he'd have got that wrong, it would have, god damn, that would have hurt. Um, but he smashed that swanton bomb spot. Um, so Jeff was in it for that match, uh, for that reason, sorry. Um, Styles was great. I always thought Styles wasn't going to win. I mean, why would you put the title back on Styles now and then basically have him go to Mania? I wasn't sure. But it come down to Brian and Kofi. And it was amazing. I, for a moment, I, for a moment, believed Kofi could win this. Mm. I don't think a lot of, I think the crowd really invested in it. And that really helped the main event. And the crowd did not go flat thinking, well, it's obvious that Brian's going to win because Kofi's not legit. Kofi is so legit. With the new day behind him. And the way I looked at it, Ben, was Mm. the fact that Kofi Kingston could have won the championship here held the title for two, three weeks until Fastlane and lose it at Fastlane in a rematch to Brian. They could have done that. They could have just done that for three, four weeks and it would have been great. But I appreciate it. so close to WrestleMania, having Brian as a champion, a fighting and defending champion for a few months is the right way to go. Um, I mean, did you, did you think that at one point Kofi could win the WWE Championship? 
Yeah, I did. Um, and like you said, again, I agree with it. Um, but the fact that even if he won it, give him his moment because he's, ne- he's never been a world champion. Obviously, he's been the in the continental um, US and tag champ. But for him, that would have been such a good moment. Um, but yeah, even even if he did lose it, what three weeks later, it still it still would have been a moment to um, moment to remember in the career of Kofi Kingston because he he's he's been around for a very long time. The first time I watched him was I'm pretty sure it was Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 25, and that's crazy. <laughs> that was uh, 2000. 2009. Wow. So yeah, ten years this year. Well, it's been over that. Like, pet, yeah, over ten years has been in 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 the business. So yeah, his time. I'm not sure. The thing is, I don't know if his time will come, and I don't know if it happened. Then I don't know when it would come. So yeah. Other than that, the match was good. I liked it. I love elimination chambers. They're entertaining to watch. And yeah, it, um, yeah, it was good. The good call for the end as well, because like you said, with um, why would you put the title back on AJ? Um, but other than that, what are they going to do with those remaining superstars at WrestleMania? What's AJ going to do? What's Orton going to do? Well, I think you've just said what's AJ going to do and what's Orton going to do. I think they're going to meet each other at WrestleMania. Ooh. Uh, I think that's almost a given. I think the way they entered the chamber, they both stared at each other and Orton pinning styles. I think that's the way to go. Uh, I worry for the likes of people like Joe. Mm. Uh, But however, uh, I did earlier mention that Andrade um, and Rey may tag. If they don't tag, I think we'll have a multi-man US championship ladder match, Mm. uh, which will include Joe, Andrade, Rey, maybe Jeff, um, and then maybe whoever the who is the champ, who is the US champion? Is it? I for, I forget, is it still our truth? It's our truth. Our truth oh is the champion. God. Like I forgot. I completely forgot. Our um, truth may not be the champion going into WrestleMania, yeah. but he may well be. Um, you could have Rusev and Nakamura in there as well, depending on who the champion is. But there, there, there are options for people. But I mean, Joe probably is the one that comes out of this the worst. But we didn't mention Kofi, or I didn't mention Kofi then. Now, Kofi went to the end of the chamber. The love, the New Day, Big E, and Xavier Woods came down at the end. The cameras went out with a shot of the New Day. For me, that was key. And that was key because this is a story now to watch until WrestleMania. Does Kofi believe that the New Day are holding him back? Is this the start of a journey for Kofi? to get a championship around his waist, the WWE championship around his waist. Are the New Day holding him back? Has Big E seen an opportunity? Does Big E think he could have got the job done in the chamber? Does he think the New Day are holding him back? This is a story that could go one of three ways. And I do feel that the biggest story to come out of this isn't who's going to challenge Brian next. It's not who's going to face Styles. Who's Orton's opponent going to be? What's Joe going to do? What's Hardy's spot at WrestleMania going to be? This is, for me, about the new day and their journey to a singles championship or a match at WrestleMania. What are they going to do at WrestleMania? For me, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view was booked amazingly. The injury to Mustafa Ali was unfortunate, but it allowed Kofi to come in. But it allowed maybe a story between the new day to unfold slowly over the next few, well, the next few weeks, month, five, six weeks until WrestleMania. But I assure you now, if you are listening to what I am saying on this podcast, get in touch because I genuinely feel that there's something in the air now. A new day story is the biggest talking point to come out of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Do you agree, Ben? I mean, is that something you hadn't thought about? To be honest, I didn't think about what you said in maybe did Big E think he could do better? Um, the question is, what, the question I've seen on Twitter is like, when, the, when will the day come that the New Day, not finally, but finally break up or finally separate? Because they've been going for about five years this year. Mm. Mm. But the, the question that also goes in that same breath, Ben, is, is also, when is Biggie 
going to pull away. And when it's Binny, when it's Biggie, he's going to leave and turn on the new day. Who's to say that Biggie's going to do it, mm. especially after this run from Kofi? I don't know. I mean, could you have could you have a heel Kofi Kingston? Probably not. If you have a face Kofi Kingston in this mode, in this model that he was at the Elimination Chamber, going for the championship with everyone around him, he's broken away from the New Day. It's money for me. I think mm. it's money. He, he's not going to be the Kofi that we saw, like you said, at WrestleMania 25. He's going to be this Kofi. Um, he's learned. He's, he's made friends in the New Day. But also, this is a Kofi who is hungry, who may be being held back by Xavier Woods, who may be being held back by Big E. And I think it's an interesting story to watch. I really do. Mm. So, that's the Elimination Chamber review. What are you going to give the whole pay-per-view out of... Let, let, let's, let's grade it out of a five. Mm. I'm going to go for three. Okay. Because the main event was good. It, it, was, it was pretty decent, the main event. Um, all the other matches were good. Obviously, they had their moments. The, like you said, the dull moments. Especially with um, Ruby Riot with Ronda Rousey, but um, oh, I've just realised that match had two R alliterations in the names of the wrestlers. That, that's mm. mad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruby Riot, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a funny thing to uh, think of. But yeah, other than that, um, yeah, it was good. Wasn't amazing. Obviously, not a lot is amazing. Um, but yeah, for, solid three. Okay. I'm going to up that. I'm going to go four out of five. And I'm going to tell you why. The pre-show match was amazing. We need to see more of Buddy Murphy. And I'm classing it because it's a match on the card. I'm classing it as a match. Hmm. The Boston Hut connection. So we had the inaugural Women's Tag Team Championships in the chamber. It was a history-making moment. We had that. We had the Usos win the SmackDown tag titles. That was a title change. We had Finn Balor, who people have been crying out for, to have a championship around his waist. We had him win a championship. That was a second title change. We had, yeah, Rousey in action. Yes, it was a sour point squashing riot. But the aftermath, the altercation between Lynch, Charlotte and Rousey was a great moment on the road to WrestleMania. We had the Corbin Strowman storyline, which I really enjoyed with the double table spot. And we had the amazing Elimination Chamber main event. We've got to remember the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is a B pay-per-view. It's a B-rated pay-per-view. But as far as story building, on the road to WrestleMania, this is the biggest part of the WWE season, the road to WrestleMania. This was fantastic. And for me, a four out of five, I think is pretty reasonable. Listeners, do you agree? Do you agree with me? Do you, do you disagree with me? Do you agree with Ben? Do you disagree with Ben? What are your reasons? Let us know what you thought about the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Just, just drop us a tweet. Just drop both of us a tweet. You know who we are. You can find us. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think of the show. Don't forget to subscribe, though. But for me, Ben, are you happy with what we've discussed? Are you happy with how we've covered the Elimination Chamber? Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Good. You're happy? It was yeah. a good show. I enjoyed it. And you know what? I'm buzzing for Fastlane. Mm. Is, that, is that the next pay-per-view? Will you be up for Fast? Fastlane? Fastlane? Three weeks away. 10th Three weeks March. Ah, okay. Um, 10th of March. I won't, be, I won't be staying awake for it because I'll probably have um, college the next day. Um, but, yeah. I don't, I don't really tend to stay up for like, like the, B, the B pay-per-views. I usually stay up for the um the main ones because I, I just fall asleep so quickly. Um but yeah WrestleMania last year I stayed up. Takeover last year I stayed up which was um the first time I stayed up for an NXT takeover which was very very good. So so depending on where uh, did you say the seventh of April? I believe so. Seventh eighth of April. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm not sure. Oh, actually, I think I am off. I'm off for that. So it looks like I will be hopefully staying up, probably with Ray, because I can't Happy stay days. up on my own. I can't stay up on my own. Yeah. 
Happy days. Well, Ben, mm. thank you for reaching out, wanting to be a guest again. Thank you for uh, having me. Actually, it was, a, it was a debut on the Graps and That podcast. Uh, we spoke before um, yeah. on a podcast, but the Graps and That podcast is here. It's here to stay. It ain't going nowhere. It's growing, mm -hmm. uh, and it's growing because of people like you that choose to listen and want to be a part. It's been great. I hope the listeners have enjoyed what you've got to say. Your input was amazing today, uh, and I'd like to talk about the pay-per-views again. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe come WrestleMania weekend, we could break down an NXT takeover. Who knows? All you got to do mm. is get in touch. Tell me what you want to do. Uh, keep in touch with me on the Twitter. Tell me what figures you're picking up. Any merchandise that you find. Keep us posted. Keep us informed. Keep doing what you're doing. And don't let anyone ever put you down ever again about your love and support and the way you want to spend your own money on WWE merch, the WWE network. What you do in your spare time and private time is up to you. No one should ever dictate otherwise. Ben? From me, from Graps and that, this has been amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you.